Rusty Quill presents. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. As certain as the sun rises in the east has always struck me as a strange kind of phrase because the sun doesn't rise at all. We are spinning around it and both it and us are hurtling through the universe at speeds we can never understand. So the sun only appears to rise. Maybe there is no certainty at all, only quirks of perspective. Welcome back to Spirit Box Radio. faithful listeners welcome back to the enlightenment segment and boy do i have some enlightening things to report to you this week kitty's been playing around on the forums trying to figure out how it all works her computer skills aren't incredible but she's better at it than i am so she's not sure exactly what's going on with it the code for the site makes no sense apparently there are characters in it which shouldn't be possible to include she found a bunch of algis in there and a whole lot of what appears to be binary even though the rest of the script is in rich text I don't know if you can tell, but I have absolutely no idea what any of that means, but it's apparently unusual, according to Kitty. She spoke to Stickler and Stickler, but they don't do a lot of digital evolution as it's still very much an emerging market, though they are looking to develop their practices in this area. They weren't able to help much except to agree that it was all very strange. Kitty and I have also been looking into the impossible house on Bainmouth Road. Kitty showed me how to find places on Google Maps and, well, we couldn't find a Bainmouth Road in Disseth on there at all. Kitty says to her recollection it was just off Pandy Lane, but the turning she remembers just looks like a dirt path. She's pretty sure the house's protections are messing with the whole street's ability to be perceived or something along those lines, which is pretty unsettling to be honest with you. My gut feeling is that the powers of the house are expanding, and Kitty says that based on what she's seen, I'm right. She's operating on the assumption that whatever's there now isn't a house, like the sticklers told me, that there's some residue left over from whatever happened the night of my seventh birthday. Neither Kitty nor Anna have any ideas what Emma was attempting to do that night, what it means for me, or what we could try to do about it. Regular caller Beth's suggestion that perhaps the reason my magic just sort of happens rather than obeying ordinary rules of intent and attraction is still pretty compelling, but somehow it... I don't know. It doesn't fit. When I do these things, even if I don't mean to, I feel it. I feel it shuddering through me, this massive, trembling force. It's not coming from anywhere else. It's me. Whatever it is, it's inside of me, or a part of me, or or I'm a part of it. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Are you seriously just going to sit there the whole time? Yes. Could you at least, I don't know, read a book or something? You staring at me is not fostering a very positive broadcast environment. Is this better? I mean, now you're just staring at a wall, but have off, I guess. (sighs) Right, what was I saying? I've completely lost my train of thought. Uh, the forums? Yeah, a couple of you faithful listeners seem to recognise the images of the true Arcanist tarot cards for indifference, ignorance and ingratitude. 
The inconvenient sins which are apparently trapped inside the impossible house? Maybe? Kitty says she was pretty sure they were still there when she left. The cards are depictions of common idioms. Ignorance, a bird with its head buried in the ground, is probably a reference to burying your head in the sand, a deliberate choice to remain ignorant. Ingratitude, whose card shows a person examining a horse's mouth with a magnifying glass, is likewise a common idiom. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. What's interesting about these cards is the way they relate to one another, as George on the forums pointed out. To not look a gift horse in the mouth implies a deliberate ignorance on the recipient's part in order to express gratitude. Burying your head in the sand is also used to describe instances where people fail to perceive injustices in order to remain grateful for their lot, like when wealthy people look to the even wealthier to assure themselves that they are normal, not taking advantage and aren't really rich. After George pointed out all of that, I sat and thought about it for a good long while. Both ignorance and ingratitude, when interpreted the way that George has done in his analysis of the images on the cards, are sort of ways in which to achieve indifference, or vain indifference, or, I don't know, like indifference is an integral part of both ignorance and ingratitude, which explains why they're all together, I suppose. I'm not sure if any of this makes sense. I would love to ask Oliver. If he comes back, I... Gods, I just wish he would come back. I have so many questions for him, and I just want to see him again. Even if, I don't know, even if it's just to say a proper goodbye. Are you really so stupid that you can't see it? See what, Anna? Your boyfriend is one of them. He... He's not my boyfriend. He left. That's the bitch you're taking umbrage with? Seriously? Why are you saying all of this? You don't believe the arcane is real, do you? I... I don't know. I... I just want things to make sense. I try to make them make sense and the arcane just... just doesn't. It's like the opposite of logical, the opposite of sensible. It can't be understood, not properly. That's what arcane means. And your point? There are forces at play here we can't understand. All I can do is focus on the parts of this web of nonsense that do make sense. And one of those is that Madame Marie wanted to keep you away from Spirit Box Radio at all costs. I know you seem better, but I have to believe there was a reason behind her doing what she did. And I know you changed when she went to see Oliver when you were a kid. You used to be so bubbly and, I don't know, weird stuff happened around you. And then for months, for years, all you did was sleep. That happened after she went to see Oliver. Think about it, Sam. He says he can't die. He knows about parts of arcanism so obscure that they've not even come up in the show before. The weird tarot deck. Who was the one that told you what it meant? And he knew about the things that were trapped inside the house with Kitty. He called them inconvenient sins. He knows stuff, Sam. And he's not telling you about all of it. He's nice to me. Good to me. He talks to me like... Like I matter. Or at least he did. I know I've not been the best sister in the world, Sam. But you need to trust me on this. Please, Sam. Not the best sister in the world. Do you know how many times in the last three months you've threatened to have me institutionalised? That's hardly the point. Forty-three. Forty-three. Because you don't like what I'm doing. It's really a joke that you're here begging me to trust you when you can't do the basic decency of having the slightest shred of belief in me. You think I don't believe in you? I don't think it, I know it. I... 
I just don't want to see you hurt. Newsflash, I am already hurt. By, by Madame Marie, who has apparently been lying to me for my entire life. And by you. You know, you yell at Kitty for just blindly doing whatever Madame Marie says. She doesn't. She does what she's told, yeah, but she questions it. And you? You just complain, and at the same time, pick and choose which bits of Madame Marie's doctrine you're going to blindly swallow. I beg your pardon? You heard me. This is all beside the point, Sam. Maybe you can't trust me, but you can't trust Oliver Boleyn either. How would you know? You don't know a thing about him. You don't know what he's like. He's soft. He... he... He's Oliver. If he was here... <laughs> Oliver! Sam, what did you just do? Me? You're the one that materialised out of thin air. I suppose I did. But I believe you just invoked me. I... what now? It is not of importance. What do you need? Sam, did you just summon your boyfriend out of thin air? Again, not my boyfriend. Or at least not anymore. You know, not that he ever was. He just left, remember? I really feel my presence is not required Actually, it is. Would you please tell my sister that you don't have any, I don't know, secret agendas or something? I can't. What? You see? I told you. He's in cahoots with them. You can't trust him. She's right. Oh, well, that's just... fantastic. Great. I told you this was a mistake. That I never should have invited you back. I should have told you to leave the moment I realised. Realised what? There is a mark on your throat shaped like an algis. It's just a birthmark. Serendipitous that the son of a witch would be born with such a mark, is it not? Couldn't you just say things? Please. I'm afraid I am literally incapable of that. I've been forbidden. By who? Someone smart enough to include that in the taboo. Oh, brilliant. Just brilliant. At least, tell me who you really are. I am Oliver Boleyn, the unrelenting. Florist of the Hatfield Carposh. The true Arcanist Tarot, the card with the heart threaded onto a chain, that's you. The unrelenting. It's just a name. I've never understood why I was given that one specifically. A joke, I think, though not one I've ever fully understood. A part of the punishment is that my sense of... humanity remains. How on earth can you expect us to believe that? Anna, stop it. No, I will not. You cannot just barge in here, or not barge, just appear out of thin air. Like some kind of, oh, I don't know, magic rabbit. And then go on about announcing great snippets of information none of us could have possibly worked out without you. And then just expect us to accept that. Anna, shut up. You should probably let her speak. She can speak if she wants. What the hell, Sam? You are disproportionately reasonable, Sam. Whatever. Um, hello? Are we going to elaborate on the... whatever that was? I don't know that now is the time. I couldn't care less what you think. The only thing I want to hear from you is an an explanation. A proper, sensible explanation that makes things make sense. How did you know what was chasing Kitty? Why did you call them the inconvenient sins? What is a major arcana? Don't just stand there, Oliver. Answer her. A major arcana is a thing corrupted by arcane forces. The inconvenient sins are a small group of them who have been banding together for a century or two and have a reputation for chaos and ruthlessness. I know all of this because I am, 
in ways, one of them. What in hells is that supposed to mean? In ways, one of them? What? I'm sorry. I'm not a part of their little collective, of course. But you would designate me properly as a major arcana. I should have made this plainer at the beginning, but I wasn't all that convinced it was a beginning. I thought it was more of an entirety. But when you looked at me, it was as if you were looking like what you saw was more than... I'm sorry, Sam. Truly. I don't know why you're apologising. I have no idea what you're going on about. Exactly. Shut up, Anna. The arcane is an energy. It runs through all living things. Like electricity. I already know all of this. Like electricity, it can be manipulated and channeled and used for benefit, as we do when we perform the arcane arts. But it can also... manifest? That's not the right word. Perhaps this is not the right metaphor. Look, I'm not asked about the quality of your bloody metaphors, Oliver. I know. I'm sorry. Would you stop apologising? It's driving me up the wall. And Anna, why aren't you saying anything? You forbade it. I... Oh, for the sake of... Anna, speak your mind. You an idiot. He's dangerous. I hate Madame Marie for this. Uh, all right. I don't know why I said that. You said it because he told you to speak your mind. Enough. When you said you were one of them, you weren't lying. No. And the major arcana you say are corrupted by the arcane. That's telling choice of word. Corrupted. But you want us to trust you. Oliver, say something. Not exactly, but I do need you to take this threat seriously, so in a way, that's what I'm asking. Sometimes an arcanist is presented with a choice and an offer is made. By the man in the flat cap and shell suit? Yes, the man who gave you that rose. What does he have to do with this? Tell me. He made Indy, Bliss and Ingra. He made them an offer, and this was the price. To become his willing servants, tempting humans towards abuse of the arcane. To entrap them. I fear what is occurring now is a consequence of a deal gone sour. Wait, Madame Marie was warned about him, to refuse him, but why come after Kitty? I'm afraid I don't know. Hang on, you were made a deal and you said yes. You seem fine. I don't... You're a powerful witch and arcanist. Why should Madame Marie have refused if he can get off so lightly from these things? (sighs) Don't mistake me. I told you, I'm not sure if you can call what I am doing now living. I cannot die. I cannot pass on. My free will is limited. That of the other major arcana even more so. It seems the joke of leaving we with my humanity intact had unfortunate consequences for the one who walks here and there that even he failed to anticipate. But in general, if a deal is refused, this is where the major arcana come in to claim you by other means. Other means? Your power as an arcanist comes from what a romantic might call your soul. Broker a deal with the one who walks here and there and your soul is forfeit. Refuse him, and he will claim it by force. What happens then? I'm not sure exactly, but I believe incorporation or consumption. That is how he has become so powerful. So he consumes souls. He eats souls. Yes. When you make a deal with him, any deal... Your soul is forfeit. 
And if you refuse? Then the Major Arcana will take you anyway. Or at least they will attempt to. You might die first. Many choose that path. Hold up. Those things that were hunting Kitty in the house, they were trying to recruit us. Perhaps. I'm not sure. Their behaviour makes little sense to me. And you? They don't need to recruit him. He's just said he's already one of them. That's not what I meant. Oliver, was that what you were doing? Trying to recruit me? Never. Is he lying? No, but... Oliver, whatever your real name is, how come the things hunting Kitty are mindless criminals and you're not? You make a deal with him. You become one of his things, and he chooses what image he's going to make you in. Indy, Bliss, and Ingra, the embodiments of indifference, ignorance, and ingratitude, respectively. And I am the unrelenting. Anna? Oh, for heaven's sake. Get a lie detector. Oh, fine. No, he's not lying. Thank you for telling the truth, finally. Sam. Don't. It's... it's fine. I... I told you I wasn't going to push it, remember? I do. Great. (laughs) I'm glad we're all clear. You're letting it go? No, Anna! Oh, for crying out... Just stop it. Stop needling. I do not need you breathing down my neck or so... Look, this is none of your business. Oliver is none of your business. I beg to differ. Well, you'll have to get on your bloody knees then, won't you? (sighs) Oliver, how can I trust you? You can't. He's not lying. Yes, thank you, Anna. You can trust this, though. They came for Madame Marie, and they will come for you. And that's the only thing I could trust from you? I should have told you to leave the moment you came into my shop. Well, if that's how you feel. It's not about feelings. It's about objective facts. Well, just go then. Go! Sam. Don't. Was he lying? When? About telling me to leave. I don't know, Sam. Oh, so now you're fallible. I never said I wasn't. I don't even know that this thing is a thing. And if it is, I don't know what I'm doing and I... Look, I'm sorry. Is that enough? Yeah, I guess it has to be. I really am sorry. Would you just leave me alone, please? Yeah. I can do that. Thanks. Faithful listeners, I'm... I'm sorry about all of this. You shouldn't have to be party to all this nonsense. But I'm sure you'll have plenty of useful things to say that'll help, won't you? We're friends, aren't we, faithful listeners? Though I don't know you, surely by now you know me. I'm just trying my best. It seems like Madame Marie... I don't know. I don't know what any of this means. Maybe the man in the flat cap came to her and she turned him down just like everyone told her to and these major arcana came after her because of that. I wish I could ask her. I wish she had told me something, anything about this, instead of leaving me here so vulnerable and lost and confused. I thought she loved me. I know she was trying to keep me safe. I know that I have some kind of thing broken inside of me. Arcane energy just spilling out at random. I know she was trying to keep me safe. Hell, 
Maybe this random outpouring is powerful if you use it right. Maybe that's why Madame Marie did this. The mystery caller, they said that I am the gift that M bargained for me. With what? Her life? Maybe she... Maybe she kept me a secret because she knew that... I don't know. That something went wrong. That I'm not as good as she was hoping. Not as good as the man in the flat cap and shell suit wanted. I can't do what I'm supposed to do. Maybe that means... Maybe he would have taken me away. You should have let him take me back, Em. If it would have saved you, you should have let him take me back. I'm useless. I, I'm monstrous. I'm wrong. No. Not wrong. Arcane. I... I don't know. I think it's time to sign off for the night. I have things I need to do. I shouldn't. What the hell's... Oliver? It worked. Sam. I bid you a restful good night. Spirit Box Radio is a podcast distributed by Hanging Sloth Studios under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 Sharealike International License. It was created by me, Pippin Major, the voice of Sam Enfield. Alex Pilever-Richardson is the voice of Anna Enfield. Will J. Cummings is the voice of Oliver Berlin. Music is by Maybe Wednesday. If you like the show, let us know on Twitter at Hanging Sloths or stop by at our website, hangingslothstudios.com. If you'd like to help us keep making Spirit Box Radio, you can send us a tip on ko-fi.com forward slash hanging sloths or become a slothling on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash hanging sloth studios where you can get early access to episodes plus loads of other great rewards. You can buy merch in our coffee shop, links in the description. Spirit Box Radio is recorded in front of a dead studio audience.
Tune in. Get spooky. <laughs>